0: Welcome, everybody, to the Pack mtg cast. I'm your host, Mason Grody, uh, here with uh, two of my favorite people and co-hosts. We got Brinson Kenton. We got Brian Cole.
1: Uh, guys, what's up?
2: Not too much. Long weekend of magic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're finally fucking playing magic again. Oh, wait. Am I supposed to drop headphones? <laughs> I don't think I'm <laughs> we've, we've, been, we've been swearing in the last one, so. Okay. Yeah. So, so, fuck it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This um, is an adult podcast, kids. Anyway, I guess (laughs) what we're
0: going to go over today, just so you guys are informed, uh, we're just going to look at the formats that we play and what they look like now because of the companion nerf, what we're going to miss about uh, not being in big paper tournaments for the rest of the year, and thoughts about the core set coming out.
2: So uh, Brian and I have been playing a pretty good amount of Modern lately, right? Yeah. That's that's definitely our specialty format. That's uh, the format we probably spend the most amount of time on. I mean, we'll just mm-hmm. leave decks up and go to, like, mod, uh, Pioneer events, but I'm garbage at Pioneer. I don't know what the meta is. I'm not in the loop. I'm still playing 80 Card
0: Yorgin. Yeah, yeah. I'm super out of the loop of Modern, totally. I Today, actually, when you dropped me off at uh, Blind Tiger Games, it was both Landis and uh, Doug. We're like, could you look at our Modern decks and see how we, we could fix them or whatever? I'm like, I'm not really the guy to ask but sure
2: you should have called me to turn
0: around i came back and took a look see (laughs) i thought i helped him a little bit doug Doug was playing uh not to get too off topic but doug was he's playing this uh basically devoted druid deck but it also plays a malira persist and blasting station so it plays like three different combos in one i'm like you should just pick a lane
2: Right, and that. Malira is a Nambo with Devoted Druid.
0: Yeah, that's what we ended up talking about later. It's like, you can't even do that. Yeah,
2: you can't so. even activate the ability. That <laughs> was against what the card says. But that's probably the format we played the most. So we've seen kind of what has happened since the companion change. Brian, do you want to speak to that? Because you're usually one piloting the decks.
1: <laughs> well, a whole lot less companions, that's for sure. The biggest deck is certainly Eurosa having, what is it,
2: 11, 11% of the meta.
1: Okay, yeah, and then... Uh, The other Bant Euro deck is another 4%. I just lump them together. And then the (laughs) Simic.
2: The Simic. Reclamation deck is 3% of the meta yeah. or Saltire Reclamation deck is 3% of the meta. So combined, there's like 18% of the meta is Arosa de- or like Aro or Arosa kind of decks. Just Simic,
0: yep. Value Town.
2: Yeah. I was talking to him about this last night. Like aren't those band worthy numbers? Every other deck in the forum makes 5% of the meta. Those three archetypes are 18% of the meta and they're all playing very similar styles or like a lot of the same cards.
1: They're all snow decks, right? Yeah. 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 They're just a bunch of blue-green mm-hmm. base snow decks. But that's what they want to see. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> that is clearly what they have been telling us. They love blue and green, and the other colors, they're there too, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they'll give us a card like Luca. Luca. Yeah, Luka. Yeah, which is there to enhance the blue and green colors. Yes, <laughs> very true, very true. <laughs>
2: so what, what is your take on the meta now compared to what the meta was? Like With the Companions, there's a lot of really fair mid-range decks, a lot of Lurus, a lot of Yorian. Do you like where the meta's at now or did you like where it was at previously?
1: Uh well, decks I like to play were better previously. Sure. I sort of enjoyed the Luris meta. We got a lot of cool decks out of it. Like the Ractus Ractos Prowess deck was cool. I had a lot of fun with for the hot minute when Grixis Delver. Yeah. yeah. When for like a minute, that was really good. So there was some cool stuff and midrange was good. Now we're just kind of back to, to big mana.
2: Right. So yep. is there a deck that you've played recently that you've really enjoyed?
1: why yes <laughs> that's, that was baited yeah yeah, <laughs> um, yeah the uh, I think if you don't want to I, I think Erosa probably still is just the best deck if that's not your style uh, or you don't want to drop $10,000 uh, on the deck not, when, not your cup of semen yeah <laughs> <laughs> <right>? <laughs> like <laughs> Especially since the way uh, Watsy has been handling things, you don't know if that deck's going to get banned here. Right. So, It'll just like, be out of nowhere. Right. Winota has really impressed me. Super consistent list. I really can kind of get under the uh, Erosa deck uh, and then post sideboard just make sure you have some Veil Summers. So, what does a deck like that look like? What does the Winota deck look like? So, you have. Your eight one mana manadorks dorks uh, and land war elves, birds paradise, which are important because they're non humans that can't attack, uh, and they also help you ramp out into your early plays. And then it's obviously built around uh, Winota. So the other great card for making sure you get Winota is Eldric Evolution, uh, which is a way to consistently get it out. And then what are you sacking for Eldric Evolution? Uh, we have Strangle Root Geist. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, is there? It's a non-human attacker that you can sack to Eldric Evolution to get Winota. And then it's still there, still hasty, to swing and get the triggers as well. Uh, then you also have a couple of Goblin Rabble Masters uh, in there to get you a lot of non-human attackers. Uh, Voice of Resurgence is another one that's pretty easy to Eldric Evolution. Yeah. Uh, and gives you some percentage points against all these blue green counterspell decks uh, can really punish them. Yes, pretty hard. It surprising amount of turn three and four kills with the deck. Yeah, uh, and it's also surprisingly resilient. Uh, the plan B of just turning all your dudes sideways is very potent, and a lot of resilient threats as well.
2: And it played something that I think is very underplayed in modern anyway in Smuggler's Copter. So, when you play your Winota that has like summoning sickness, you can crew the copter and get another trigger for Winota in that same turn that you play it. So, the deck does some really, really cool
1: things. Yeah. Oh, that, we almost forgot the other linchpin of the deck is Season Pyromancer. Yeah. Really helps you, uh, one, dig for your Winota or Eldric evolution, and two, it creates elementals simultaneously, which are going to trigger it. And it's another thing that you can sack to Jerk Evolution to find your one. The the deck has performed way more consistently than I expected. It's played through interaction and everything else yep. very well. Very much impressed me.
2: Yeah, that deck has been awesome. I've, mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed playing it. And I, I think my I knew I was going to build the deck as soon as we beat Eldrazi Tron that naturally hit their Tron on turn three and then died the following turn. Yeah. That was amazing.
1: Yeah, the game one, they had turn two, Chalice on one. And they were on the play. All I had out was one Mana Dork in my hand, was three Mana Dorks and an Eldric Evolution. And I was just like, well, they got me. We still won that game on turn five. Damn yeah
0: (laughs) i really want to see this deck play because apparently i mean you guys haven't shut up about it all week it's hot (laughs) hot.
2: yeah no so the modern format is definitely big mana again so modern is this ever turning wheel where when big mana starts to pop up then like the more linear combo decks start to pop up to combat it and then the mid-range decks will pop up to combat the combo decks then the big mana decks will come up so it's like this constant repetitive cycle. So the, the wheel is currently on big mana. So we're probably going to start heading towards linear combo. So you're going to see a lot more decks like Gifts Ungiven. Ad Nauseam has become a lot more consistent recently, especially with the new cards coming up, but we'll get to that. And then Storm, Dredge, and Winota. Winota is probably like the, the only combo deck that would actually play. I generally hate combo decks, but there's just something about having a secondary mid-range game plan. That's really, really cool. That's what Modern is right now. Mason, the Pioneer Expert. Tell us about what you've been up to, what you've been playing and what the format looks like.
0: Well get ready to be disappointed because uh, I haven't actually played competitive pioneer. All right, and that's our show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I haven't played competitive pioneer like via MTGO, not by choice, but because what was the the last super qualifier that was up, which was last weekend, was like seven short of firing. Mm-hmm. So that, that was a no go. And then the challenge two days later was also short like 10 people didn't fire uh so these events just haven't been firing and then this week there isn't one i don't know like what the schedule is if they're gonna do one after this pro tour or whatever but since they're doing it this weekend they don't have a super qualifier right but yeah,
2: do you think that the super qualifiers haven't been firing because like things are starting to open back up in a lot of places or do you think that that is an indication that Pioneers in a bad spot or is it a combination of the two? Is it a mix of different things? Oh, I think it's a
0: mix of a whole bunch of things, minus the Pioneer being in a bad spot. I think I think Pioneer has surprised me on how good the format actually is the more that I've played it. At face value, I think a lot of formats look like they're just like they're just this one thing, and people just write them off. I think people do the same thing about modern and do the same thing about standard, which i i'm I'm guilty of, but once you get further down like standard of course is going to be more shut off because there's not as much legal cards in it, but
1: uh, especially with how many can get banned, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> But
1: yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of crazy
0: shit happening out in the world, right? I mean, there's people, you know, out on protests. There's people, you know, COVID's a thing. And there's shops opening up. And uh, it's summertime. That's a big thing. Summer school is completely done with. People are, like, going out and doing stuff or just not thinking about magic right now. I think there's a lot of just things distracting people from magic, especially magic on your computer when there are shops opening. that is part to do with it. If I have some input from what I've been seeing, I've been definitely checking out what has been doing well in leagues and what challenges have been firing at say like two AM on a Saturday, which I don't partake in. I know Brian can partake in a couple. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't like to put myself through that, but it seems like it went back to before right. Autoria. Everything just like So I was actually <laughs> gonna
2: bring that up with you. So I, I looked at the MPG meta, which isn't always the best indicator of what the meta actually is, but I looked at it today and it's a lot of the same decks that were really popular pre-Companion. Now, do you think that those decks are here to say that they're just flagships of the format? Or do you think that people just went back to what was working before Companions as a way to kind of like, this is what worked before and there hasn't been a lot of delving into, you know, create creative space and trying to make new or inventive decks because of these super qualifiers that people want to do well in?
0: Yeah, I do think for the most part, it's people just reverting back to what they know was good before. I think these decks will be kind of like the backbone of the format, but I think based on how they're printing cards now, how powerful they're making them, that a format like Pioneer can just change yeah. at, at the release of a set like yep. that. Especially with something like Companions, which is absurd. Like right. That, that yeah. just morphed
1: every format. That was a nightmare. Uh, in yeah. General.
0: Companions <laughs> were like they
2: super homogenized a lot of formats, and I was actually going to bring up like companions and pioneer was like snow in modern, where it's like, well, I mean, if you can just put it in your deck, why don't you just put it in your deck?
0: <clears throat> yeah, it was typical, just Loras versus Yorion, and yeah. just pick a flavor within those, you know, those food types. I don't know, it was fun. It was fun for probably two weeks. Two weeks, it was like, oh, this is this is new and cool. People were coming up with new decks. That people that were not decks before, like the big thing that uh, me and Matt were on, was that that rally deck, the Aristocrats deck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That deck was nuts, especially with Loris, sure. the Priest of Forgotten Gods. Yeah, that that was disgusting. <laughs> Being able to sack it, get the mana to then you sack your one drops, which just make more dudes yep. tokens, and then you get enough mana to play Loris and then replay a one drop yep. it
2: was just. Just absurd. I was doing that in standard with black, red aristocrats for a while, and it, it felt dirty. Like, yeah. it felt like you were cheating, right? Yeah, for it's sure. just like, this is turn three, and I just put five mana of, of stuff onto the battlefield. Like, here we are. But standard is going to be like that for a while now.
0: But the, I think decks like spirits, I think, is always going to be there. Black, mono-black, aggro, slash, maybe some vampires. I've seen vampires kind of do anything. I think it'll always be there when there's, like, a slump in the mm-hmm. format.
2: Sultai's starting to pop up.
0: Salt-Eyes coming back, pretty much all all the ones that you used to love that were not playable, especially Monograin Walkers. Yeah. Like, that that deck was, like, the best thing. And then Companions came out and was like, oh, nope, it's not playable at all.
1: <laughs> it like,
0: yep. can't, you know, you can't play anything, and it just couldn't compete with the value of the other decks at all. And now it's back to being insane. Apparently, yeah, Matt has been Matt just is our, crushing with it. <laughs> Matt
2: is our resident analytical guy. He's our he's our data miner. And there's uh, a lot of really good research for that stuff. So shout out to Matt. He crushes with that deck. He's a huge fan of it. Is, is that a good matchup for Inverter or no? Like, Does Inverter get run over by that deck? Or is it like closer to
0: 50-50? I... Honestly, don't think I got to play a bunch of matches against it. I think because around the time I was playing Inverter, I think maybe I played against White Devotion and Green Walkers for a bit, but then it just switched to companions like a week or two later. I think it's a little awkward. I think it's kind of 50 50. The big equalizer
1: is Karn. Right. Well, we like, could check out. Matt has a guide on our website for it. Could check he, it out. He has the matchups on there. Just throwing that out there if you are interested in that. Oh, that's thing. right.
2: I read that guide. It was very informative.
1: <laughs> no, <but laughs> you can find it. Yeah. <laughs> Packmtg.com <laughs> yeah, like, We are so good at plugging. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that was natural, you guys. Yeah. Sweet. But yeah, I mean, does does it have like a cause I know that when I was playing against it with um Breach, you know, they can go and get wet ball with Karn, uh, which yeah. can obviously be a headache. Is there even a card like that that yes. you're afraid of with Burden?
0: Yes, I don't think it's as crazy bad as Wetball for you when you're playing Breach. But like, I I lost to Jarman alone by one card. I was like one turn away from winning, mm-hmm. and he just like he had a shit ton of mana. He had two cards in hand, and he was tapping a bunch of mana. And I was like, I'm literally fine with any card in his deck right now, besides Karn getting uh, Tormod's Crypt. Because that shut me out, and that's what he did. He he got Karn, and he thought for a real long time. And before the match actually started, I gave him the heads up because he was talking to both me and Nate, saying, is there anything that I actually get with Karn that's good against Inverter?" And I told Mm -hmm. him right away, like before we started, like Torma's grip, that's usually the card you get. Uh, to stop me, and he still thought for a real, real long time. I know inside of him he wanted to get like skyboat or something stupid. He loves that dumbass card.
1: <laughs> I hope he listens to this, dude. I um, love that skyboat though; it's hilarious. Dude, I, I took I took that mono green deck after Matt made the guide through a league. That skyboat overperformed. I have to say it does work. I know. was like surprised how often I was like, "Is it just skyboat here?" Yeah. And it was. Yeah. It was just skyboat. <laughs>
0: But yeah, he played, he played Tormod script and I was like, I was trying to play it cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he just ran me over because I could not do anything. Because I just, I sat in my hand. I just had the Jace and Inverter. Well, I play the Jace, which is what I ended up doing. I uh, play the Jace. It's just going to be killed by all those creatures. I play Inverter. Mm-hmm. I just auto lose. So, script. is it is that, like,
2: the same thought process as people bringing in Rest in Peace, though? Because if ever you draw, like, if it hits turn 6 and you have Inverter and Thoughts Oracle in your hand, they've helped you win. They've completely removed yeah. player agency and just given you the win. So, isn't Godfaro's statue almost better, though, because it taxes your spells? So, you can't combo off in one turn. Your spells cost you two more. He can animate it, present a clock.
0: Yeah, that's well that's what he did next turn when he had enough mana to do sure. Okay. He didn't he didn't have enough mana for Karn to then Okay,
2: you said he made a shit ton of mana, so I was figuring that four mana wasn't a shit ton of mana.
0: Well he, he didn't <laughs> well, make ten. But it's ten. He made yeah, somewhere like... between four and ten. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> four right? and nine, you mean. Yeah.
2: Because otherwise he would just go get Godfair's statue.
0: Godfair's statue is six. Karn right. Is so you
2: said he made somewhere between four and ten. So
0: somewhere
1: between ten. it. <laughs> no,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the, the filling, yeah. ten, 10 and four is the crust of the sandwich. Like he's using open <laughs> right circles end. on his number line. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what he got next turn, and it's significantly different than Rest in Peace because Rest in Peace is a card in your deck, and it just does that one thing. Sure. Karn does a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and you can just do something like next turn. you got God Pharaoh's statue, and you know you can get Ballista to. You, Like chase or something
1: rest in peace is good when you're going to be clocking you right when i'm not going to let you get to turn six and do that sometimes it's got to line up though like you're talking about like you played it in did you play it in boros spurn yeah well sometimes i did sometimes i didn't okay uh yeah like i i would bring in like a couple because i think it's okay if i'm like turn two a couple of guys and like maybe turn three do rest in peace just to make sure like if you're on the play that you're not just gonna be able to slam inverter right then yeah it's because that's like my nightmare is that you just like turn four inverter Vir- if i'm not uh, dead I yeah. Just win. yeah yeah yeah
2: and yeah so, you're clocking fast enough that that seems reasonable right it's like but control- like if you're
1: doing like a control deck and you bring in rest in peace you're just Absolutely. giving them the that's awful yeah it's god awful
0: sometimes it can shut down like i'll have two dig through times in my hand and then then it'll be like oh you just shut down two of my cards I guess that's kind of good, but that's... But like you're another... playing the waiting
1: game anyway. Yes, Eventually, right. you're going to have, like, eight mana. <laughs> right. And then you're going to be dig through time on the end of their turn, and they're going to counter yep. it, and then you're just yeah. going to go boom, boom. I've I literally had that
0: exact scenario yeah. <laughs> happen. And there's games that I just don't have. Yeah,
1: there's games that I just
0: don't have dig through time. And it's just That's yeah, just, like, they just wasted a turn, wasted a card. In a, a game where it's value versus value, or just, like, playing the waiting game, and they just... They took mana off their table. They took a card out of their hand. Yeah. That just helped me out a bunch. And I've had it against like the Boros decks or aggro decks that can play Rest in Peace. If it doesn't line up, well, it can be clunky. Like they can mm-hmm. they've played it on turn 2 and that was just like their turn. So it slowed down their game enough to where I didn't care as much.
1: Yeah, I I never bothered playing it on turn 2. There's yeah. not I'm not scared of you going off on turn three. Right. That is know? a silly time <laughs> to do it. Yeah. So it it's kind of nice. It, but even then, I'm not even, I'm back and forth. And if I even bother with it and yeah, burn, yeah. even. But I think Mono Green is like, especially since they can just tutor it out when it's good. Right. You right. know, it's not even in their deck. It's right. Their sideboard, you know. You know, if, if they're presenting a clock, then they can just be like, all right, well, I'll tutor out the Tormont script to time walk you so you can't try to do it right now. Seems fine.
2: you know what deck had a really good matchup against green Walkers? Blue all drowsy.
0: I honestly didn't know where you were going with that. You, you yeah. did the smile, like, you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. But I've so much forgotten that that was a deck. Oh, it was, oh, it was never a, a deck. deck. It was a deck for, you know, like, like the month it came out, right? <laughs> the day. month that Pioneer was a format? Sure. I it, kept trying to make that deck good. I know.
2: I almost top aided the PPTQ with it. I was gonna rub it in all your stupid faces.
0: <laughs> and then I ran into Sultai, and the
2: guy just always had it. It
0: sucked. Was that the one that Jeremy and Taylor top aided? That one? Yeah.
2: You almost top aided that one? Yeah, it was a win away. I was a sorry, mm-hmm. I lost before my win in in. The round before I went in. I was two wins away. So i
0: that that's almost. Did you not get a half it was a, eight <laughs> round? <laughs> just kidding. That was the same one. Did you did you not didn't you not get a half a box though?
2: No, because I dropped because I was tilted after losing to the Salt-Eye guy.
0: Oh, oh that You was... could have got a box. have I think you. so, yeah. Oh, you fool. Because, yeah, I, I got it, and <laughs> yeah. I wasn't in contention. I was like, yeah, I was playing Spirits at that time. Like, as long as I don't play an aggressive red deck, that's literally all I played against. The entire <laughs> yeah. fucking day, I played against one Humans guy and a mirror
1: match, I think. And this is why it's important to not get tilted, people. You can miss out on half a box. Yeah, honestly, that's
2: that's something that I used to be really good at was not getting tilted. Like, I think it was because I didn't have expectations for myself. And as I've gotten better. I have expectations for myself. So when I don't live up to my own expectations, I tilt. Or, or like, when I feel like I'm always on the wrong side of variance, I tilt. But, like, that tournament was crazy because that was the tournament me and my opponent both got a game loss in round three with deck checks. So we had to start over, and then I found out that it was Lotus Breach. And, like, that's that was such a bad Game 1 matchup. Like, I should have just scooped Game 1 to, like, not give him information on what I was playing, but I didn't. And then I had to come back and beat him in games 2 and 3. And then I went against was that other soul player which like hadn't been around for, forever
1: not a deck at all at that point. yeah and i was it ever a deck yeah, yeah for like
0: two weekends i think oh, okay. yeah.
2: Yeah. and then i i got super lucky and i beat him because he could never find any payoffs and then it just it just kept like falling into place and then the guy that ended up taylor beat to get his winning in was the guy that ended up knocking me down to the loser's bracket right before my and then i so he was on inverter and I had, like, such a good match against Inverter. Eldrazi Obligator was so good against Inverter. It was great.
1: I remember that's why you were on the deck, because it was good against Inverter. Yeah. yeah.
2: And then he just had every... Like, he was like, I run 12 kill spells in my main, de- main deck and six more in my sideboard. I'm like, that seems excessive, but it worked out. And then I went against Inverter the next round, and that guy wasn't running 18 kill spells. So I ran him over in two. Yeah, but that was, that was a weird tournament. That was a tournament we had to get up at 3 in the morning and leave. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, man, I forgot about that. Yep, that was dumb. That was a weird day. That was weird. It wasn't, was it? wasn't that like kind of on a whim too? Or did we plan You two
2: time? were planning on going and I wasn't. Uh, and then uh, you're just like, no, you should go, dude. It's like the fastest route to the Pro Tour. And I was just like, All right, y'all, up, let's do it. And then yeah. you guys made me drive home after I had driven there. And I fell asleep at the wheel a couple times. Drink caffeine, kids. Get enough sleep at night. That's right. We are
1: tired as fuck, too. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, I I put two hours of driving in.
2: Yeah.
1: I took the first shift. That's the hardest shift.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of stories, do you guys want to just talk about some of your guys' cool stories?
1: Well, there's a lot. There's a lot of good times. Should we tell that story of, like, the first night with Matt?
2: No. That's not eligible to be talked about.
1: Oh, man. Wait, what?
2: The uh, cincinnati trip yeah that's you guys aren't allowed to talk about that
0: why well, can't we talk I about this? because
2: matt asked you guys to not talk about that
0: oh for real yeah
2: it was he said that we could never talk about that
0: uh, What? what
2: i swear that was like the thing that he talked about to you guys the next day that you guys couldn't talk about that really so can we please move on from that story
0: oh man that's like
2: one of the best I stories know, it's, such a good
0: story. <laughs> it's a
2: great story <laughs> But we can't talk about that. If if he gives us permission or, like, his word, we can come back and we can talk about it. All
0: right. But this is not the time. Stay tuned, folks. We're going to get permission. (laughs) And in further episodes, we'll get there. It's it's a good one. I don't want to say too much. (laughs) It's so
1: good. (laughs) But Matt is a champion. Matt's a champion.
2: Matt is is everything the pack wants to be. And I don't want to say that we put him on a pedestal. But the man is charismatic. He's super intelligent. He's funny. He's positive. He's like, he's just an all-around great person. This podcast
0: uh, is slowly, and by slowly, I mean quickly turning into a just Matt's the best yeah. podcast.
1: <laughs> we just call it we Matt's need Podcast. To, yeah. But we need to never have him on it. Yes. I'm sorry, yeah. Matt, but I think it's way cooler if you never come if, on the podcast. You're shrouded in You history. just become this mythical figure. He also doesn't <laughs> live in our state, so. It, yeah. Does he exist? But he lives in our hearts. Yeah. yeah he lives in our hearts. <laughs> yeah.
0: We're like the Fanny Pack is like the members of um, what's that that show? Captain Planet?
1: Yeah. Matt is Captain Planet
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with our powers combined. He just comes out, he shoots out.
2: <laughs> so you gotta have some cool stories. You ever go play, play against a pro?
0: I feel <laughs> I feel like that's a setup. I mean, I got my personal feel good. Yeah, what's, me. what's
2: what's your best story in magic? What's your what's the highlight
0: of your career? Oh man. I don't know if I'm just like put on the spot. I can't think of like the highlight right now. I might come up with it as we're trying to close and be like, wait, this team time.
1: What, what about your namesake on uh Discord? But I will, so yeah, this, this, I was going to bring this yeah. up. Yeah, is uh
0: <laughs> playing against it was modern, it was a GP. Where were we at? What that was, was Minneapolis, it? Minneapolis, Hogak Summer. It was Hogak Summer, Hogak it up. And I, I, I played Tron, I was playing Green Tron, uh, at that time. It wasn't popular to play the four mana card, Carn yeah, the Great Carry, dude. Yeah, baby Carn, and you know I just said fuck it. Uh, I love baby Carn. Baby Carn is my <laughs> my baby, so he had to be in there. And so yeah, I played Sam Black. He was playing Hogak.
2: Hogak dredge, not regular Hogak.
0: Yeah, he had to be an outsider. Like He usually dredge, is. Gag. Yeah. dredge gagging it. It's day two. It's we're, day two. We're setting it up. Yep. <laughs> setting the scene. I'm shaking. Because I'm like, this is Sam. Goddamn. He's intimidating. I don't know. Have you guys played against him? I've never played against Sam. No. He's I played next to him. He's he's quite <laughs> intimidating because he doesn't talk very much. Right. Doesn't talk very much. He's very stoic. And the way his mannerisms are just intimidating.
2: They're calculated. Everything he does seems so calculated.
0: Yes. And so I played him. I can't remember. So probably the guy with the idiotic memory remembers more of this than I do. But I know that it got to a point. Where I beat him specifically because of one of my sideboard card pieces, Silent Arbiter, and this is a card that nobody believes in but me. <laughs> People are like that. Just that just doesn't seem. Well, what no, it? W- dude, when don't... you said you were playing that, <laughs> I was
1: literally the only one who even knew what it was. You were excited, excited. playing it t- tipped on. Don't lie. You Brian was excited. <laughs> yeah, I, I was. Dude, I was <laughs> super stoked because that was my sweet tech. Yes, an extended reanimator when exhume was an extended legal card just so you guys know how fucking old i am and how long i've been playing magic and i was like my my creature's always better than theirs so i'm gonna play silent arbiter because everyone else is playing fucking goblins man i'm just like boom silent arbiter what up there we go (laughs) (laughs) but the reason why we didn't
2: believe it's not that we didn't believe in the silent arbiter so mason we like to call like the artifact tech guy. Like, he was always trying to find, like, edges and weird cards to give him advantages and matchups. And, like, looking back, that one made sense. The one that never made any fucking... Filigree familiar (laughs) was
0: the shit, dude. Dude. Filigree familiar. (laughs) As a burn
1: player, I 100% agree with him. Why are you going
0: to be on his side? I've (laughs) repped. It's true! I played probably, no joke, 200 fucking games against Jarvin when he was playing burn and Tron. And I was just like, I need something. I need one little thing. I just... And I, I got to the point where I kept on repeating myself after he won a game. I'd be like, man, if I just had one more turn, if I just had one more turn and I figured out the card that uh, gave me one more <laughs> fucking turn, filigree agree, familiar. Yeah. That card was a tits. Anyways, back to the story. I beat Sam Black because of Silent Arbiter. What did he say to you afterwards? He said, nice tech. He said, he, no, he's like, nice Silent Arbiter tech. And he smirked. He smiled. This guy doesn't smile at all. And he sure. doesn't even talk. but he uttered those words to me and he smiled at me and that made my entire right it's like i didn't even care what the rest of the matches so sam
2: black is like quite an innovator though too like this dude Mm -hmm. has like created decks he's like perfected he was one of the people that like really put in a lot of work on kci to like bring it back to its prominence he made lantern control like this is an innovator so if you get a compliment of nice tech from sam black
1: And a smile too. Yeah, and a smile. Not a <laughs> <My laughs> smile.
0: So yeah, I took it as a huge compliment from the guy that I, I respect in that sense. Like he's, he's super innovative, like you said. But my other pessimistic side says maybe he was being sarcastic. Me be like this guy's a total dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the don't smile don't. was just frustration. Like yeah. I fucking want to kill this guy. <laughs> he got so goddamn lucky. He thinks his car's good. <laughs> <laughs> We've all had those thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> but it was good. So I, don't know
2: I actually it. think that he was probably being sincere. I
0: think so, too.
2: That's, That's what helps you sleep at night. <laughs> <It's> it like... <laughs> he meant it. And then just, like, drifts off to sleep as the smile leaves your face. I still say that to this <laughs> day. <laughs>
0: right
1: before I go to bed. He's
0: out. Dude. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what about you, Brian? What do you got?
1: That same weekend, actually, I made Caleb D. chuckle. Hey, hey, hey. I wasn't playing him. He was, <laughs> <laughs> he, he was just kitty corner for me, it was like the last round of the the PTQ. Oh, why were you playing in day two? Because um, <laughs> <laughs> unlike everyone else in the pack, like a disciplined person, I played Hogak because it was the best. It, I was playing
2: the best deck like, in the room.
1: Danny was playing Gak, and he wasn't in the pack at that time, but. Uh, in day one, I lost one match to Spirits, uh, who just kind of had it all, and they were all really close. And he played really well. And then I lost two mirrors because I could never win a fucking die roll in the mirror matches. And then, uh, yeah, that's also how my PTQ went Yeah, I, uh, I remember that. I lost two mirrors because I lost the die roll. And uh, yeah, so Hogag meta. But yeah, it was the last round of the PTQ, so we were all out of top eight contention because you had to XO. Nope. you had to XO in that one. We had all lost one Yikes. round, <clears throat> and that was one of those disgusting ones where it was overfilled, and not even every XO made top eight.
2: That's so disappointing.
1: Yeah. Damn. Yeah. You just that yeah. Just so I, I I would have been so angry if I had gone XO and then not got anything. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't, there's not much of a story really. Uh, so. When I'm in a situation like that, when I'm out of top eight contention, we're just playing for money. That is when I'm at my most relaxed and I don't give a shit anymore because money is for plebs. (laughs) (laughs) I'm only there for the honor. (laughs) So that's when I start. I I don't want to say like I play bad, but like I loose it up and I, I start bantering with my opponents a lot. Like normally you guys have seen me play in competitive magic. I'm, Fucking stone face and just. Unless you've drawn three lands in a row. Yeah. Well, you're
0: not approachable. Before I met you, I would see you play and I was like, man, this guy is a little too intense for me. (laughs) (laughs) I can't can't (laughs) do this.
1: I I think a lot of people at Blind Tiger don't like I get the impression that they think. Oh, they they don't. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just a fucking guy. I'm so sure that they're like, this guy is like the asshole Spike. But whatever. Anyway. (laughs) That's another thing. So I'm just bantering with my opponent the whole time, and just cracking jokes, and I make Caleb D get distracted from his match multiple times and chuckle. And that is that's my claim to fame. I don't play pros. I play Kitty Corner from pros. (laughs) I'm doing well in the tournaments. Like I can't. I think I think last year I played Kitty Corner from Caleb D like four times. I was like, I just want to play him once.
0: You guys are so bonded.
1: Yeah, I know, right? It's never going to happen, though.
0: We're we're just going to talk about our uh, pro crushes, right? That's This is what this is going to do. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know
1: you're, who you're, what you're going to talk dude, about. Dude, Caleb know. D., if you listen to this, I love you. <laughs> no, so Can I write it on a piece
0: of paper? Sure. <laughs> I'm going to hand it to Brian, and then we're
2: going to let you talk. No, I want to know what you think. No, because you're going to change the story. No. I'm
1: going to talk right. about Minneapolis. Oh. Then there's my other pro crush, which is over Reed Duke. We're done.
2: Oh dang, yeah. really?
1: Yeah, because
0: he beat him in that. Pe- that... <laughs> yeah,
1: he beat me in the. Oh, uh, on, on that
0: online super qualifier.
1: Yeah, no, like I was taking the screenshots. You saw how fucking stupid that get It wasn't. It wasn't your fault, Reed Duke. <laughs> but... <laughs> when, you, when you inevitably listen to this, yeah, to I it. know, I know that. We're gonna be famous one day, and every pro is gonna like go and listen to every podcast. Our archived podcast, yeah, yeah, our archived podcast. Reduke's gonna be like, man, I'm so sad that I, I made Brian Cole sad. He's my hero. But the other That's thing he's gonna say, is, gonna say is, is, I don't remember that match at all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Reduke was on uh, the Harden plus place. Harden scales, and I was on Burn. The uh, two game match we played, I drew a total of one Burn spout just so you guys know how that went. That seems good. Yeah, it was awful. Both games, like, I had, like, four <laughs> turns to draw a bird spell and win. I want to see the... No. These guys are writing on paper and <laughs> passing notes.
2: That, that's who... He, he oh,
1: man. <laughs> yeah.
2: That, that is a crowning achievement. I just somebody to talk about it. Yeah. But my, my most crowning achievement is showing up to GP Minneapolis with the idea of, I'm going to play Mardu Shadow. There's no way I'm not going to play Mardu Shadow. It has a great matchup against... Hogak, like four path to exiles, four fatal push, and a relatively fast clock along with Tide Holler Scholar. It's the deck I'm gonna play. I'm really I'm pretty good at Shadow. That's what I'm gonna do. And then I see a deck list for Black Red Elementals. And I was just like, that deck seems so sweet. That seems so cool. I have almost all these cards. I'm probably just gonna play this now. And everybody's like, that's a really bad idea. <laughs> Everybody was telling me, except Mason. I think Mason was the only person that was just like. This deck's absurd.
0: This deck seems good. Yeah, I was like, you forced me to play a test with you like several matches. I'm like, I get it. This deck can't lose to Tron. <laughs> <laughs> we have to play again. <laughs> like, yeah, I want to see. I want to just see one more. I'm like, we know what happens. Yeah. You just get the skeletal and I scoop.
2: Yeah, so like that was, I brought that deck in and then I got, I think, really lucky in day one. So like day one, it was, I had a round one buy. Round two, I went against Scape Shift, and the guy brought in Dampening Sphere against me, which I thought was hilarious. He's like, well, you're bringing, you're bringing the Skelementals back. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not casting them. And he goes, oh, oh, yeah, that doesn't do anything against you. <laughs> I was like, nope, no, it doesn't. Uh, and then round three, I went against Hogak, two out Hogak, which I didn't think, on paper, that shouldn't happen. A Skelemental hitting a Hogak player is kind of what the Hogak player wants, because then they just pitch their Hogak. But then, yeah, I went against Hogak again, and I beat it again. And I'm like, this deck just can't lose. So I was like 4-0 <laughs> at the GP. I'm like, this deck's got a great matchup against Hogak. And then round five, I went against Blue-White Control, which how do you 4-0 against Blue-White? Like, that seems like a great matchup for Hogak. And he was 4-0, and I beat him handily.
0: Did he play a bunch of Rest in Peace main board? Because I know, like... Uh, he was just he was on the
2: Walker board? plan. Like, he oh. beat me down with, like, Narset, Teferi, the other Teferi. And um,
1: Jace, okay. Like... Well, I legitimately think Hogak was underrepresented because people were afraid to buy into it because oh. it was 100% going to get banned and everyone knew it. It was still uh, a shit ton of people, though. There was still a lot, I think it was something like it was 20 or 30% of day one, but then it was like 50% of day two. The yeah. conversion rate was insane because yeah, yeah, the yeah. deck was absolutely insane.
2: I think that's the best deck that's ever played, been made
1: in modern. No, uh, Eldrazi. Okay. They even they even did a no ban list. Yeah, I, okay, I remember that. They, yeah. they did the no ban list modern tournament. Star City did, and Eldrazi just
2: yeah, it was like seven on the top. Fucking
1: eight. curb stomped. Yeah. Hogak.
2: And the it. only re- yeah,
1: mostly because of Chalice on one in turn yeah. just absolutely stops Hogak in its tracks.
2: So I played against Blue Eye Control in round four and <clears> five, <throat> and then that's like kind of where the wheels came off. But like I lost the Dredge Gack deck. Then I lost to Burn. i, I misplayed that matchup. But, like, my favorite thing about that entire weekend wasn't the fact that I did well with the deck. Like, the deck was a blast to play. My favorite thing about the deck was that on turn one, when I fate this looting, they're like, oh, you must be on Grixis Phoenix or something. Like, you must have made a change. And then I would discard a Lightning Skeletal and a Ball Lightning, and their face would just be like, oh, no, as they they slowly (laughs) realize what's happening. That was the best part. But that's all I want to talk about. What are you guys going to miss about going to larger events this year?
0: the food probably that's like the, my first response is the food but honestly everything man even even the really excruciating long car rides there like just fucking around telling jokes getting hyped up that's the best yeah. part of the tournament is getting hyped up for it everyone's hyped up about how good their deck is or tweaking their deck like i know i know Branson for sure you are a chronic person that's just like I need to like adjust a few cards the night of it will be midnight before the tournament yeah I I just need to figure out how to change this one card out yeah my,
2: my brain goes into overdrive and I think about like every possible matchup I can get and then like I'm going through my sideboard options like well this doesn't seem optimal against like that that like one sole matchup and like maybe I have too many cards for this one matchup and like I can I can hedge against a different matchup a little bit more and like I yeah, it's really bad.
0: Yeah, so I think the hype to leading up to the tournaments, I love all of that. And then the tournament itself, there's, there's little things in that. Meeting up with people that you wouldn't meet up with normally, being in that group of like-minded people. And then afterwards, going out to a place that we're never at to try some awesome food and drink and just talk about the rest of the day and unwind from, because mm-hmm. that's a lot of stress. Yeah. Playing playing that much magic and it's hard to stay hydrated. <laughs> I know at least one person has a giant headache, and it's usually because you don't drink enough water. Because it's hard, it's hard to think about it, but
2: I actually have been drinking more water lately. Like at my tournaments, I still get the migraines. Like I think at Indianapolis, I drank like sixty four ounces of water, like in the first three rounds. I had to keep going, getting up to go to the bathroom because I was. Just having to go all the time.
0: I've been trying to figure out what's the right amount of water because at first I tried to just drink a shit ton of water, but then that would distract me because I would have to pee constantly right. and in the middle of matches.
1: And I'm like, I I'm well, don't gonna call the it, judge. Call the fucking judge, man. I didn't feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really think it's important. You don't want to be playing with a full bladder. With a full bladder. Like, it is super distracting. You do not play well. I've <clears> done it so That's why times. you're allowed to do it. Yeah. Like, you just call the judge.
2: I always love when you call a judge for that reason though, because like your opponent like looks at their board saying, like, Did I mess up somewhere? Uh, judge yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I make sure I do it
0: immediately when they try
1: to do yeah. something. Yeah, like, and you gotta you gotta have that look of like judge, fuck this guy on your face. I gotta do it real bad. <laughs> <laughs> also, fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Intimidation. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Brian? What are you gonna miss? Dude, I, as I mentioned before, we're different flavors of the same fucking people. I'm gonna miss the same goddamn shit. The, I love the drives there. I'm a road trip guy, though. Like Damn. I just enjoy road trips. Yeah. I enjoy the shitty food that you eat. I enjoy just talking to your friends. I enjoy just listening to the music. I think you're looking at me explicitly, like, but you should order the same thing. Like, well, why are you
2: singling my shitty food out? No, I just mean like
1: <laughs> you know, fucking um, where's that, it's that steak, and steak and shake and like shake. Waffle House? <laughs> like, it's not it's not a high quality eating, but it is so fucking good. Right. I love yeah. everything about it. Yeah, and then I love competitive magic. I love playing in the tournaments. Uh, I love meeting the new people, talking to the same people. And then we always find the best fucking restaurants to go to yeah. afterwards. And like, <laughs> that's the kicker, man. Because like, it, it makes, I think that helps me not get salty like when I have a bad tournament. And like, yeah. It just doesn't go my way. Because I literally just tell myself, we're going to get fucking delicious food after yeah. this, and everything's going to be okay.
2: Yeah. See, that's that's the hardest thing for me. So, <laughs> me personally, I think similarly to you, is Magic, and I don't want to, uh, is kind of, like, lost that competitive, I don't feel like I'm playing for anything right now, because I'm not. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Like, I honestly feel like I'm just going through the motions. <clears throat> I still love playing Magic, but, like, I don't feel like I'm getting ready for any tournament, like, that's usually, like, the huge incentive, like... Mm-hmm is this, like, I can tweak this deck, I can make adjustments to this deck, but, like, the meta for right now is going to be so much different than it is in six months, probably drastically. So, like, yeah. I'm not preparing for anything. I'm not competing for anything. Like, oh, prize packs, great. Like, I love that competitive side of magic. I really do. And this this year is going to be a real wake-up call for me, Because I didn't miss a single day two last year at any individual GP. And I can tell you right now, that is not going to stay consistent. There is no way. Variance is not that good. So like, I'm going to have to get real used to losing again real quick.
1: We'll have food after. Yeah, but I got to remember that. We're going to get delicious food.
2: It's going to be great. Everything's going to be fine. I am such a naturally competitive person. I want to be the best at everything that I do. But like, My answers also are very similar to yours. Like I love going on those road trips. Like just sitting in a car and bullshitting for eight hours or like six hours or however long it took, having near death experiences as a group.
1: (laughs) That really brings a group together. Yeah. Every time. Every time. That's That's probably why we got such a bond so quick. Like just immediately Nate. Yeah, like this might be the last time. uh,
2: (laughs) The other thing I miss is like being crammed like fucking sardines in the back of Nate's car and just Still, even even though the situation is like super uncomfortable and like super tight, it's we're still just having fun. That's really really great.
1: I do enjoy being in the front seat and watching. All of the <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> it's fun for a little bit. The, the
0: the the trip to the eight to nine hour trip to Detroit. I wasn't
2: there for that one. That oh, that yeah. was
0: like we we need to change something. We need like a backup vehicle or just we, limit to four people. Yeah,
1: we, we can't that have a small car much. like that and have like me and Glenn. Yeah, I mean. Glenn's not like as fat as me, but like he's yeah, get, even he's like, got the broad shoulders too. Like we just we could not even three oh. regular guys is a bit much, and you get yeah. somebody that's a little bit wider, yeah, it's
0: uncomfortable. And then after nine hours, it's it's hellish.
1: The problem is our trump card should be like you and Nate being in the back because you're the fucking skinny fucks. Nate's but Nate's like, driving. it's my car, I'm driving. Yeah, yeah. I he's, mean, he's has gotta give He's him really back. fucking up our meta though.
0: He's he's. <laughs> He's probably one of the only one of us that is willing to drive ridiculous- Oh, no, dude, I'll do it. 100%. I would do it, too. Like, that used to be
1: my, my, like, my, like, previous group that I went to all the GPs with. I was the driver. Like, that was my thing.
2: I would would drive, too. But the kicker is I'm going to smoke in my vehicle because smoking also keeps me awake. Like, I'll drive the entire trip, but I'm going to have cigarettes Um, in my car.
0: That I don't care about. I, I grew up with that, so-
2: yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to ash him on you, which I'm sure you grew up with yeah. as well. Yeah, that would make me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just Feels like back, home. <laughs>
0: back yeah. to the old days. Yeah. Um, Sorry yeah. to disappoint, Dad. <laughs> 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 Are you talking about Nate. Or... Yeah. yeah. Uh, my actual dad. Uh, in this case, Bronson would be the dad. Yeah.
2: So the other thing though is that was like the other great tournament I had was the energy where I posted better results than you over the weekend, even though mm-hmm. you had top eight in the modern one and I got the front <laughs> seat on the way home. So I did Yeah,
1: I, I still think that was bullshit. Hey man, you shouldn't have lost. You were, <laughs> you were playing. I the think pump. getting top eight in modern should have automatically trumped anyone that didn't top eight anything.
0: Wait, isn't that the one that I actually did the best? I did the best in the legacy. The be- yeah. But yeah, I yeah. was out of contention. I couldn't I can't yeah, get can. the front seat. Yeah, you and I think the exact same die. record in legacy. <laughs> You just had oh, better placed, breakers. Yeah, I placed better.
2: Yeah, because I lost my first round and my third round, but then I didn't lose again. So I was six and two as well, but my breakers sucked.
1: Like, I'm sorry, but you're gonna be confined to the back seat until we get a fucking minivan.
0: That that I'm fine with. <laughs> I just don't want to do we need it. a pack van. I don't want Brinson saying that he plays better than me. He can't get the front seat and say <laughs> he got better players than when I got
2: I what did you, you give me running, that at
0: least. How did you do in modern though?
2: Because I finished six Whoa. and two both days.
0: Yeah, my uh I feel like this is another baited question. No, I actually forgot how you played. Oh, there's a reason for that. It's uh it was terrible. So I tried I tried Tron again and my sneaky tech for this one, because it was a Oko World, yeah. baby car is awful. Getting artifacts where it could just be turned into elks. But my sweet, sweet hot tech was mainboarding Phyrexian Revokers.
1: <laughs> yeah, we all told you not Woo. to do
0: that. I mean, when I played on MTGO, I t- I did like some solid three twos, <laughs> which is a sign. But it's good <laughs> though. We went three and two with Winoto last night, and we bought the deck. I know. The you, guys, you guys haven't shut up. <laughs> uh,
1: for the wreck little asterisks on that one: we did not have Veil of Summer in the sideboard because we were following uh, Jim what? Davis. Jim Davis's list. And it's funny. I had it playing as we were going through our league, and right about the same moment, we're like on the fourth match. I'm like, where we're talking about, we really need Val. Some in their sideboard. This sideboard is shit. And then Jim Davis goes, "This deck is great, but the sideboard is bad." Yeah. We're like, oh, yep. Good thing we just copied that list. <laughs> yeah. Directly, do we want to talk about uh, the twenty-one Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I know I'm gonna miss it. I'm gonna let you talk about it first. I know there's one that you really want to talk about.
0: There's a lot that I really want to talk about. His, he's white. It's it's a white <laughs> card, I'll give you that. Um,
2: he's maybe Lebanese. I don't know, he looks kind of Lebanese.
0: Oh man. I don't know. There's no flavor text to to Pull followers. up spoilers on my phone. Anyway, I, I guess I'm really hyped about Bass That is that is my number one thing. Oh really? That I'm the I, I don't know if I'm the most hyped about it. Like, I don't know that it's going to be good because I don't know if there's going to be enough support for it or how it's going to look. I just, I'm hyped about the potential that white weenies is going to be dominating. I just, I hope that's a thing. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be, but
1: I think if it is a thing, Bastard Cat is a
0: huge piece in that.
1: Yeah, I think it's funny. The, I just feel like it's probably bad, but there's there's like a mono-white weenie slash mid-range deck because there's like three different cards now with Bass Cat. You can give your stuff a destructible or it has a destructible on and you your still turn. unbreakable
2: formation too. Yeah,
1: And you could yeah. cast like shatter to the like if it's a mid rangey format, if you can shatter to the sky and keep like three of your dudes. Yeah. And, and you three draw man, a card and they fucking lose their whole board. There's a three mana Gideon that just is not Yeah, there's a three mana Gideon and then there's that other three drop that turns one of your guys into a four four indestructible when attacks.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, like you could potentially just like have your entire board be indestructible. Like use Bass Reset to make the one that makes something else indestructible indestructible and like swing with everything. Yeah. I like that
2: its name was right in front of you and you took a <laughs> <so. Bass,
1: laughs> <Bass, Bass>, Reset. <laughs> Yeah, I just have a thing where I can't say an actual card. Yeah, it's
2: I'm really just really bad with names. No, the, the real issue yeah, I like, can't read. I, just, <laughs> I can't. Yeah,
0: I'm bad with names that I have to look at the letters <laughs> together but and
1: together. man, to I, I, what I was going to go to a school for kids who can't read good. <laughs> it had there to be was, at least twice that size. It was a freak gasoline fire. <laughs> um,
2: so this is this is a kind of planeswalker, though, that like, his plus one is quite good, but like, this is a realistic card where the turn that you play him, you might just down check two.
0: Oh yeah. Like yeah, that's I think that's the strongest play. Yeah, if you're, you know, that far ahead. Like if you have a good enough board state, like that's that's gonna be right. Yeah. Game. He's he's mm-hmm. I think he's quite good. I think honestly, I think this is the oh man,
2: I don't know if I can say that in good faith. It might be the best white walker since Gideon Allies Undercard. Really?
0: Uh, for, different here, decks, right? uh, for different decks, right? For different decks, right? Because right? Yeah. yeah.
2: So, because Gideon went in the token deck. This this deck, you clearly need we like can't, yeah. it can't. It specifies they can't be
0: tokens. Yeah, that is the the weird part because I at first I got excited about uh, for standard having for like March of the
2: Multitudes and then just like double them.
0: Yeah, March and also raise the alarm. Yeah, like that that being in curve, but you can't do that. So uh, I
1: mean, yeah, I mean there there's a decent amount of like cheap one drop creatures and. There's good, hate, have, there's good hate bears coming out, too. But Okay,
2: so bastard yeah. so Cat actually makes soldiers, right? Yeah. What if you play Boros and then...
1: Winota. Winota.
2: Because it makes soldiers, so the following turn you play Winota, it would trigger the soldiers attacking and get you more creatures.
1: Right, dude, I think Wowza. Boros, Winota is definitely going to be... And then the, the only sweet thing to get with Winota in standard right now is the, like, 4-mana, 7-1 Achilles guy.
2: Hactos. Yeah, Hactos. But there's probably more humans coming, right? Like, we can give it, like, a quick look-see and see that we got... Uh,
1: they're, they're not big on huge, big mana humans, but... <laughs> Except
2: <laughs> it's for a that really 7 thing,
1: Yeah.
2: Well, okay, so even, even like, Bossary's Lieutenant, the 4-mana Vigilance, Protection, Multicolor, when it enters the battlefield, put a plus-one, plus-one counter on target creature you control. Whenever it or another creature you control dies, they add a plus-one, plus-one counter on it, create a 2-2 two, two White Knight creature token with Vigilance. You can now grab that off of whenever.
1: Yeah.
0: This is this is off topic because I'm just looking at stuff. But that, I see that they reprinted Kite Freebooter. That's kind of cool.
1: There, yeah. Really?
0: yeah. There's another human, guys. We're doing it. Yeah. Oh shit. That was my first thought. Like, dude, fucking cheat yeah. that yeah. into it. And, so, and I
2: don't and I'm <laughs> when I'm talking about these cards, I'm not only talking about them in their current place in standard, but like what we could be seeing after like rotation happens with the introduction of other stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys what about you, Brian? Is there any card that you're excited for in twenty-one.
1: Probably. Let me just do a quick little...
2: I'm glad that you came prepared.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, actually, no. Oh, fuck. I can't believe uh, my fucking little conspicuous this. snoop.
0: Oh, the snoopster.
1: Oh, man. You know, I have a history with goblins. There's always been a special place in my heart for it. And always and then, a
2: bad X2 record with them.
1: <laughs> X2 is fine. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> in I'm the first so- two rounds? Yeah. <laughs> On slap <laughs> block standard, you don't know how many tools I put in the ground with fucking goblins. Well, right? you had with damage on the stack! oh, A fucking sharpshooter! You guys don't even know. Brian just came right now. Oh, uh, yeah. I did. I did. You guys are going to have to leave the room before me because there is a mess on this <laughs> deck. <days. laughs> um, you have my jacket room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, damage on the stack with sharpshooter. It was just, uh, it was quite the time to be alive. Why are you excited about Conspicuous New? Because... Even though it's not going to really be like an aggressive goblin deck, I think the there's going to be two infinite combos with goblins now, and this is involved in the turn three win. What does that combo look like? Kiki, cheeky. You have uh, Kiki, jiki out on turn three. Yeah, no, you can have it on top of your deck on turn three with the. But how are you going to put it there? God, he's getting there, cheese. oh the, the Bogart Harbinger. Harbinger. So you go conspicuous new turn two. Turn three, you play the card name. Bogart Familiar. Bogart.
2: Well, Boger Harbinger.
1: Bogart Harbinger. <laughs> you find Kiki Jiki. You put Kiki Jiki on top of your library. You tap your Conspicuous Scoop, Snoop because it now has all activated abilities to keep Kiki Jiki. And you make a copy of Conspicuous Snoop because it is not a legendary creature. And you do that repeatedly until you have a million Conspicuous Snoops or whatever number you choose that is higher than your opponent's life total. Uh, and then on the last one, instead of copying Conspicuous Snoop, you copy the Harbinger again. And this time you put uh, Mog Fanatic on top of your library. And now your million Conspicuous Snoops have the ability to sacrifice themselves to do one damage to any target. What? And what, then.
2: What if your opponent's playing
1: Legacy Soul Sisters? You don't give a shit. <laughs> infinite damage always beats infinite life. And they don't even do infinite life. Well, I guess yeah they do how do you beat infinite life? Yeah, how do you beat infinite <laughs> yeah, life? how do you even beat infinite <laughs>
2: life?
1: Well then you have the ley line that says players can't gain life because that card's great.
2: They line on punishment.
1: Yeah. That that's Yeah. that's my that sick tech. That card's not good. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> uh, the Fatty Pack does not officially endorse playing <laughs> Ley Line of It also, also
2: says damage can't be prevented though, so it like automatically yeah. gets around true name nemesis.
1: Dude, I mean that that came in that um that first Challenger deck, the Red one. Mm-hmm. That was one of the cyborg cards they gave you, so it must
2: be good. Ooh. So there's one card that I'm really excited about, and I'm probably wrong because wait, that... wait, wait one second.
0: Did any of us ask? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> so my teammates, what are you excited about? Uh, so what I'm excited about is uh, what, you know what? What's what are you excited about? <laughs> <laughs>
2: So I'm usually wrong about Planeswalkers, like usually very, very wrong. Um, so I'm going to go on record right now and ready to be wrong. Remember Teferi...
1: when he was saying that the last mono-white Planeswalker was the
2: best? Yeah, exactly. So like, <laughs> Yeah, you, like that should show how wrong that I am. But I think Teferi is going to be a mistake. I think that's one. But two, I think Liliana Walker, Waker of the Dead, is quite good for Pioneer. It's like doing its medium Liliana of the Veil impression. It's probably the most powerful Liliana Planeswalker they could give us that wasn't Liliana of the Veil. Vale.
1: I really wish they had just reprinted Liliana of the Veil vale, though. Yeah. Be... I think Liliana of the Veil vale is like fine and standard for sure. We don't need it. Right.
2: right. So like yeah. I actually think that this card could be played as a one of in Sultai midrange. It allows you to set up Delirium better too. Okay. I can see this.
1: Yeah. No, I I agree. We we talked about that when it was first spoiled. It, it fits in there pretty easily. I think uh, in Delirium, the the minus will pretty consistently kill whatever you want it to. And the the plus is pretty good.
2: Yeah, I don't know how often you're ever using it for its emblem. Maybe yeah. this is even a cyborg card for like other mid range mirrors. But like, I don't know. This card seems quite good,
0: in my opinion. Okay. You surprised me on that one. I did not have expect you to say that.
1: Yeah, I, I like, I were just like brushing aside the to, Teferi. To like, oh, we're not were... excited about that. <laughs> yeah, like it, I said, for... that card is a mistake. <laughs> yeah. For the record, uh, since we have branded this as like, competitive-oriented, we are very sure that Teferi is very strong, right? I, that's what and, I said before and, like, I talked about the
2: right. yeah.
0: yeah, I think we all agree that that card is too good. The um, argument that I was given
2: it. was, somebody presented this to me, well, it's actually not card advantage. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah, card yeah. selection.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's card selection, and it protects itself. and It does both of those the first turn you play it.
2: Do you know how good this card would be with Dorian <laughs> when you can flicker it and then just do its abilities again? Like, Dorian usually punishes you by getting rid of the Planeswalker and then it comes back in the end step because you don't get to reactivate it. Right. But you get to reactivate the, that Teferi.
1: Yeah, on the end step and yeah. then again on their turn. Yeah. You get three activations. Stupid. I almost got excited that I
0: figured out something silly with the new Teferi, but I had to relook up what phasing does. With ETB sure. abilities and stuff like that, and there's no ETB or anything like that
2: with the phasing in. Yeah, because it, it still technically exists. Yeah. It's just not. It's it's even still in the zone. It just right, can't be right. interacted with, and I can't do anything.
0: My thought was like, play this on turn four, turn three, you play your three fairy, and then turn two, you play like containment priest or something. Like why are you that? moving backwards? Like what? Because <laughs> I wanted to save the big reveal for last, which was containment priest. Okay. Because okay. like if it was like a bounce thing, you like bring it back and. Put it back in the battlefield, but you don't get it back because containment priest suck it. Yeah, basically you just take it down and like remove a creature for good. Which for the record, that
1: that's not you, what happens. You uh, can you can only like, <laughs> take down on creatures you don't control.
0: Right. right? No, no, no.
1: I was so the I containment was saying,
2: priest would counter whatever or get rid of whatever would come back with the phasing.
0: If it um, was if it was like ETB, but because of the way phasing works, that's not how it works. Which is why I had to re look up phasing because I was like, wait, containment priest and this. Is there something there? There's uh, not. There's not anything there. Yeah, I'm sure. an idiot. Glad we established. That. Yes. uh Do we want to work around this? I have at least one more card that I'm excited sure. about that I need to talk about. We don't need to talk about this entire set right now. No, but I would say I'm overhyped about the card eliminates. It is a uncommon. The uncommon. Is that the upper up decay. It is, so it's one colorless, one black. Instant, it's Destroy Target Creature or Planeswalker with Converter Mana cost three or less.
1: Why are you hyped about that card?
0: That card and Inverter is, to me, equal to a set of, what did the kids say, tits. Yeah, it, is, <laughs> it is the actual tits, because the thing that you worry about the most is really aggressive creatures, and then the Planeswalkers that you're worried about are, say, Narset, Teferi, Gideon of the Trials, all three mana. Yeah. It gets rid of so many things. It might just replace Tyrant Scorn completely, which I've been running a four wow. off.
1: Yeah, that's the card I was going to say. I was like, how does it compare to Tyrant Scorn? Is I, that just going to like replace that?
0: I think it's significantly better. It yeah. doesn't get to bounce mm-hmm. big creatures, but usually that's not where you want to be anyway with
1: Tyrant Scorn. Sure.
0: And it's not very common that you do that. So yeah, I think it's just good. I think that card is so good.
1: Yeah, and you don't have to tap any blue mana if you don't want it. Yeah. What about you? What about me? Do you have another card you're excited about? Massacre Worm.
0: Sorry. Have
2: you met his sister, Massacre Girl?
0: Oh, are they brother and sister? Yeah. <laughs> life. What are, yeah. What are these parents? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <they're> like, <laughs> fucking not
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, no. I mean, legitimately, I think that might be a missing card for Mono Black in the story. Uh, sure. I think it could be quite powerful in that. guys, <laughs> <Yeah>, definitely. <laughs> Whatever, man. Gold for the Mythic in one day with that deck.
2: I guess, yeah, you have more reps. You could probably yeah. say it pretty soon. You
1: guys safe, don't like. know.
0: I've never played Historic. Yeah, same.
1: I, I was never going to play And then they were like, it's going to be a real format now. And I just thought I'd try it out. And I kept winning. And I just kept winning. So I just kept playing.
2: What about Grim Tutor and Monoblock? It's going to so, go an in Inverter,
1: right? <laughs> I will die in this. Film. I think I think Grim Tutor will be played as a one or a two of uh, in Inverter, even though I have only played like one rep with Inverter. And Mason over here has played lots of it and is in Greed. But I think you guys are just not understanding how good a three-man in Tutor is.
2: I don't think that it's 1999 anymore, old man. <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs>
0: I did promise Brian a dinner at sushi lovers or yeah any sushi place for free well it's going to be sushi lovers stuff. yeah it's, a, it's all going to be on me if he's correct so
2: i think the other thing though is that cards have like increased in power so much lately that playing a three mana tutor that one costs you three life and doesn't immediately impact the board the turn that you cast it i think is not going to be as good as you might want like your roasting classes like years past might tell you that it is <laughs>
1: I, and I don't I don't try to,
2: I'm not trying to be like
1: a damn. I don't, I, don't, I mean, I, I just think it, it's setting up the turn five kill for you. It could be, it could be. I don't see it. I, I get the argument, kind of, but no.
0: like, th- there's so many games playing it where you, you have to interact. Pioneer is pretty aggressive, even oh, against sh- control decks. There's always something, to take a turn off is pretty brutal. Especially oh. losing three life and taking a turn off. Against any aggro deck. Dude, against
1: aggro deck, turn one push, turn two, your your new eliminate. removal spell, yeah. eliminate, turn three, right. Grim Tutor, turn four, Inverter, turn five, one of your fucking pieces to win the game. I mean, that is... Like, the, that the is going perfect. to be literally any fucking aggro deck. And I, I just think that it's pretty easy to take out at least one... One of the digs through time? One of the digs through times for uh, Grim Tutor. Yeah, I do think... I, I, I don't there. think it's going to be a 4 of by any means. Right, right. I, or even a one of. But I, I just I just think I, I, I think it's at least a one of an inverter. I will die on this hill. Alright, alright. Alright. So <laughs> the
2: last card that I want to talk about, Terror of the Peaks. Red Mythic. Three generic two red for a flying five four dragon. Spells your opponents cast, the target Terror of the Peaks costs an additional three life to cast. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, Terror of the Peaks deals damage equal to that creature's power to any target.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. Okay, all right. Where do you see, where are you playing this? After rotation,
2: I think red-green mid range could be a real thing. I think it could be pretty good. Like, especially that this card and the new Elder go pretty much hand-in-hand together. So, like, Terror of the Peaks on turn 5, turn 6 is Elder Gargaroth, which whenever it attacks or blocks, choose one. Create a 3-3 three, three Beast creature token, you gain 3 life and draw a card. So the turn that that comes into play it deals 6 damage to anything that you want. Whenever it attacks or blocks, you get an additional three damage wherever you want. You could do some, like, big, dumb monster stuff. There's a part of me that really helps with the thing. The other part of me is like, it's never going to happen. But I think the fact that the terror protects itself, it's a relatively reasonably costed creature. And it has two good effects. Like And it's evasive. I think the card's good.
0: Solid. It does seem
2: pretty good.
1: I, I have to do a shout-out for my uh, burn players. It's oh yeah. Possible. Yeah, we might we might have a new card. Oh, yeah. Chandra's incinerator. I know what you're thinking. A six mana six six and burn. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, word for word what I was thinking. Yeah. That. What uh, but dude, <laughs> turn one suspend rip bolt.
2: Who told you about this line, by the way? Because you didn't see it.
1: I feel like this entire podcast has just been you guys trying to put me down and made me look like an idiot. But we're just trying to be your grim tutor. <laughs> yeah. you certainly made me lose three life <laughs> uh, anyway so turn one suspend rip bolt turn two hit them in the face with bolt lightning bolt their face and then you get to play a chander's incinerator on turn two for one mana after putting your freaking opponent at 14 minimum
0: i mean there's other ways to get this pretty easy too six, like six, a turn ten. one any of your creatures no it says not a
1: combat damage yeah oh it's non-combat yeah, yeah. If it was Man. just, like, damage. Yeah, that would be like, This would be, like, a mythic and just way out there. But I think it's specifically good in, like, a creature light burn deck. And or, getting it on turn uh, three is even easier. Yeah. Or and that's it's, still sure,
2: it's almost a sure on turn three.
1: That's so good. Yeah. And, like, in standard... That's scary as shit. In standard, I could also see if we go back to the... What's that two-minute enchantment called? Uh, where, like, if you attack with a creature with power, cavalcade of one. yeah, wow. and a cavalcade deck, uh, along with that elemental one drop that also does a damage yeah. rate attacks, you could play this, you know, turn turn three, three. Four. yeah, uh, you could, yeah, you could on turn three if you have the specifically that one drop and a turn two cavalcade.
2: The other, one. the other way is Scorch Spitter on turn one, two more Scorch Spitters on turn
1: two, yeah, Gets yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, either of those would allow you to play it on turn three. Uh, but also just like a super easy turn four play. Yep, um, and it's
2: aggressively like that's a really aggressively costed, and it makes all of your burn spells, creature kill spells too. Like it turns every burn spell you have into a searing blaze in yeah. reverse order.
1: Yeah, which is
0: gross. I think in modern too, it's scary, like especially if you get that on turn two, that's not an easy creature to remove.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, it you can't push it. Uh, can't dismember it. Can't dismember it. Can't like bolt it, it. You can double bolt it, but. Yeah, you know, that's, that's bad. fine. <laughs> like Path in it is your know, your only real go-to. Yeah, right? like Path is the only right. And I think the creep- path and assassin's trophy are like the only things that get played. And yeah. this
2: creature actually I think shores up one of your iffy matchups. Burn versus humans is generally like favorite for humans. It's like 60-40, right? Or is it closer to 50-50?
1: It's pretty close to fifty. It depends on the sideboard. Sure. Like if uh if the burn player's sideboard has a bunch of sharing bloods and stuff in it. Starts to look real good for Burn. I'm just saying that Chandra's incinerator
2: makes that but, yeah. deck look fucking like yeah 80, 20 or 70-30 in your favor. Oh,
1: for sure. Yeah, it it turns into a whole new ball ball game. It could even, I mean, if Burn becomes playable in Legacy again, if they ever ban Oko, uh, I could even see his sideboard in like Legacy Burn. Sure. For the for like Death and Taxes, if that deck's playable because they ban Oko. Right. What I'm saying is, Watsi, please ban Oko in Legacy. What the fuck is your problem?
2: Renin Six wasn't the issue. It was Astrolabe and Oko.
1: Yep. And I, I don't even think that's, like, controversial. I think most Legacy players agree with that.
2: Also, while you're at it, ban Astrolabe and Modern, please. Either ban Astrolabe or ban Urza. Either way, admit that Modern Horizons was a mistake, and we can grow from it. We can <laughs> learn <laughs> from it. That's what it's about.
1: Dude, Modern Horizons are just Legacy Horizons. Yeah. <laughs> they just didn't realize yeah. it. <laughs> anyway... These guys want to wrap it up now? Let's wrap it up. All right. Make sure you go to
0: packmtg.com
1: where we have some content.
0: We got a little bit of content there. We just cleaned up the sites. We got a little shout out from the Pioneer cast. and Grace and Ross.
1: Shout out to them because they need it. Ross,
2: (laughs) you're a great person. little stoic playing against you, though. I get it. You're locked in. Still hurt my feelings.
0: And Tannen, you're a treat. Always a treat. And uh all you guys that listen are a treat. And we love you. And let us know what you want
2: our next episode to be about. I mean, we're probably gonna still do our own thing, but you know, just hearing your guys' wishes and desires.
1: Yeah. And to let us know, if you go to packmtg.com, there's a link to our Discord. And uh you can let us know on our Discord. We we monitor our Discord very well. Because we're the only ones that use it right now. <laughs> please <laughs> please join us. Please give us a
0: reason to have the monitor yeah. moderate better.
1: Also on our website, we got
0: sexy pics of all of us. Oh, yeah. Dude. Probo- anyway, check out the site. Goddamn. We're just going to shove this down your throat. Check yeah. out the site. It's beautiful. We all worked hard. Alyssa and the writers in the room here, which is everyone here except for me, Mason. Didn't write shit. Uh, ooh. Uh, ooh. Uh, ooh. Uh, ooh.